Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I woke up, butterflies in my stomach, feeling tight, not feeling good. It's sports worry season, and I have a lot of them. Stone Lepanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. I just, I don't feel healthy. And I think my anxieties are weighing on me. And I think it's, Because I've got Jets success overload, and I'm not sure how to reconcile it. Sports aren't fun. I'm going to say it. Sports aren't fun. I'm not having fun. Sports make me miserable. It's sports worry season. It happens every fall to me, but now we're here. As we get into the later stages of college football, as we get into the middle stages of the NFL... It's sports worry season. This happens to me every year, and it has it has arrived. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. We're all home at the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the sparkly and comfortable Intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is the radio life partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, reporting for duty on a Tuesday. How seriously, just on a day-to-day basis, Theo, do you let sports affect your mood, your emotions, your demeanor, how you go about your everyday business? Because I know you're locked in, yeah, and I know it's your life. How often would you say it affects your well-being? A lot of times, honestly. A lot more times than I would like. Um, I'm like many fans where it's like on a good Sunday when your team won and your fantasy football teams are doing good, you're just in a better mood. And then when everything's going bad, it's like you're a little bit more irritable. It's almost like being hungry or tired. I think hangry? I know. Well, you know, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, both together. Hungry when you're mad, but then when you're tired and hungry. But isn't hangry when you're mad and hungry? What's hungry? Well, when you're really hungry, you're a little bit more hangry, right? But also when you're a little tired, you're a little bit more... Angry as well. Hungry? Those- hungry. Hungry. You created a new word there. Yeah, was, what is cool? Hung- I'm just hungry uh-huh. is, is when, when you you're t- when you want, want food. Eat. Yeah. yeah. Are we- and you said hungry. I said hungry. I th- oh, okay. I, th- I just, I'm oh, from the right. South. You yeah. just, okay, no, I thought, all right. Oh, y'all thought I was trying to like, yeah, I thought you were right trying there. to do something. I thought you meant hangry. You said hungry, no, but you were no, just no, saying no, hungry no. and it came out hungry. I'm with yeah, you. Stone, you, you, we were I'm, on the same page. Y'all okay, the way. So y'all thought sure. I was, no, 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 that's just hungry. That's I thought how I thought maybe if you're tired, a yawn and hungry. Huh. Yeah, I thought hungry. it was another uh, another theo, theo kind theoism. of uh, theoism. Okay, which I, I respected, but then you just meant hungry. At the yeah, I just end. meant hungry. Yeah. So you just miss? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't misspeak. Yes, I, you did. It just came out. I All right, speak. fine. Your Houston came out. My Houston came out a little <laughs> bit. I just, Man, well, when sometimes that, when you get hungry, it's just, <laughs> just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it wasn't even that far off from uh, hungry. Man. How do you say hungry? I mean, it's hungry? Kind of, it was kind of noticeable. Oh, it was so noticeable <laughs> to the point to the point where we thought you were hungry. Yeah, and I was just going to inquire. What is hungry? I thought maybe I just wasn't up. 
on the vernacular. Well, no, I'm you no, know, it's just hungry. Um, okay, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, you're more irritable. You're more irritable sure. when you're when those emotions are setting in, and that's how I feel when things are going bad. Luckily for me, I'm a Chiefs fan. Not a lot of worries. Right Not now. a lot of worries. Mm. And then, so on Saturdays, I'm a little irritable because I'm a Hurricanes fan. But then the Chiefs warm me up. So <sighs> I went to. Uh, I had to get a a wellness. Um, uh, I guess I don't want to say wellness check because that's not Prostate what it is. Exam? No colonoscopy. No, not that. Not that. So why did you bend over the table for the doctor then? If that's <laughs> that's because I was just feeling a certain way <laughs> yeah. this morning. Yeah. Um, but uh, through for for my my health insurance, you got to go get like a wellness check with the doctor. They do the vitals. They do it's the like whole a physical. Thing. Yeah, like a physical basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, height, weight, that whole thing, and I um. I went to like a Quest location so they could draw blood, all that stuff. And so they took my blood pressure. I run 55, 60 miles a week. Mm, that's insane. I, I eat extremely well. You've seen me, Stone. It's just salads and greens and protein and all that stuff, yeah, and right? And you refuse to put any dressing on. Right? Yeah, yeah apple anything. cider vinegar. Is I didn't what know I this. Yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. clue about this. No, this is crazy. I, I eat extremely healthy. My blood pressure, and I'm great weight. I can see my abs. I run all the time. I eat healthy. My blood pressure this morning, and this is not a joke. This is actually a peak into Ken Levicka's life. 141 over 90. Woo! You know, if I was high. a nurse, I would know what that meant. It's high. I know it's high. Okay. Put it this way. It's high. For you sure. You know it was high, too. Absolutely. 120 over 80 is yeah. normal. the benchmark. Is this normal. just common knowledge? People just know what blood pressure should be? 100% yes. common knowledge. Wow. Yes. So I'm an idiot. Well, I'm not an idiot, but I think uh, you're just hungry. (laughs) And maybe when I went in, I was hungry, and that's the reason for the blood pressure. But that's high. That is certainly not befitting of somebody who tries to take care of themselves like I do. Do sometimes I drink a little bit too much? Maybe. No, we all. I mean, Pinot Noir, pretty much nightly. Uh, Kane's tailgate, sleep till the third quarter. Yes. Uh, That's uh, you know sometimes I do. But oh, no. are there people that drink more than me? Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I'm wondering if it is three weeks of hearing about Tua and the Dolphins losing and then staying up late to watch him hang on for dear life on Sunday mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Brees Hall gets hurt and you think, oh, here come the Jets, here comes their demise because they're feasting on backup quarterbacks and now Jets fans think that they have something. And what do the Jets do? They go and deal for James Robinson. Mm. And now they have a guy who can once again bowl over tacklers and continue to feast on backup quarterbacks. And so this whole Jets being good experience and cocky Jets fan isn't over. And my great sports worry is that the Jets aren't going to realize they're the terrible Jets until it's too late. And the Dolphins are going to be in for a dogfight a lot longer than they thought they would be to get into the postseason out of the AFC East. That's just one sports worry of mine, but maybe the one that's weighing most on me right now, contributing to a 141 over 90 blood pressure reading this morning. At least I hope so, Mm. or else I need to legitimately go to a doctor (laughs) and get myself checked out. Now, one thing, speaking of the AFC East, that I know this morning for a lot of Patriots fans, and I know you're out there, Patriots fans. You might be keeping a low profile this morning, but I know you're out there. And that's whatever the hell the Patriots quarterback situation is. You got lit up by the Bears last night. The Chicago Bears went into Foxborough 
They didn't just win. I mean, Theo, this was a thrashing last night. That Bears defense basically did whatever the hell it wanted against whoever the hell was the Patriots quarterback last night for the exception of one fleeting deep ball from Bailey Zappi. 33-14. The Bears hadn't scored more than 24 points in a game all season long, and they put up 33 on the Patriots, and the Patriots can't move the ball. We get the triumphant return of Mac Jones to the tune of 3-for-6 for 13 yards and an interception. That's right, a top 100 NFL player coming into the season, Theo. A pro bowler. He hurts his ankle. A pro bowler. A grittier. Three for six, 13 yards, and an interception. The rest of the snaps on the night go to Bailey Zappi. And it has become clear that the Patriots don't actually have a quarterback for the first time in 20 years. You heard Evan Cohen talking about it at his 11.55. It's been 20 years since the Patriots have had to worry about a quarterback, and now there's officially worry about a quarterback. Oh, but Mac Jones is the starter. This was all planned, says Bill Belichick. Mac Jones is the guy Bailey Zappi was going to play, and the only reason that Mac Jones didn't return is because the game got out of hand. Oh, really? Because then, Bill, explain your other post-game quote when it was asked point-blank, if Mac Jones is healthy, he'll be starting next weekend, right? And here was Bill Belichick's response. It's fair to say if he's healthy, he's the starter. Uh, again, that's a hypothetical question. So let's let's see, you know, where that is and what that is. What is that? What in God's name? Let's hear that one more time. Bill Belichick saying nothing about a very pointed question. If Mac Jones is healthy, he's your starter, right? And whatever this is from Bill Belichick. It's fair to say if he's healthy, he's the starter. Uh, again, th- that's a hypothetical question. So let's let's see, you know, where that is and what that is. It's actually not though. If Mac Jones was healthy enough to play last night, his ankles should be healthy enough after six passes to be good to go next Sunday. If he was yeah. healthy enough to play last night, why wouldn't he be healthy enough for Sunday? Bill Belichick, right now. He has no answers. It's stunning to say, but Bill Belichick does not know his quarterback situation. And you have a first-round pick you took last year, an Alabama savior, the heir apparent to Tom Brady, top 100 player, whose best moment last year was how many times he handed it off in the wind in a game against Buffalo. And I remember they almost beat Tampa Bay as well Uh in that primetime game. And now you've got a guy named Bailey Zappi who played at Western Kentucky Mm. who looks like he's a better option but doesn't look a whole lot better as an option. I'd say that's worrisome and uncharted territory for Patriots fans. But why are we so... I get Bailey Zappi did not play well last night after his first couple of drives. But he's not worse than Mac Jones. He's. I feel like he's better than Mac yeah, Jones. Yeah, he's not worse than Mac Jones. I, but I feel like you're, 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 you're tempering Kind of undercutting it, it yeah, a little like bit? Bailey Zappi has looked better than Mac Jones, and we have a big enough sample size this year to definitively say that as fans. Now... Maybe we we don't see the practices, right? We don't see what Bill Belichick and his staff sees on a day to day basis. We don't know what their mindset is. We don't know how much of the playbook Bailey Zappi fully gets. I do know that. what we're seeing when the lights are on, and I'm seeing the yeah. same thing you're seeing. Mac Jones is not good. Mm-mm. He wasn't good in the preseason. He wasn't good last year. He wasn't really good last year. They masked his inefficiencies. 
And now this year, he starts off, he throws, what, like four interceptions already, and he's only played in three games. He's bad. And Bailey Zappi at least won you some football games, and even in the game at Lambeau Field, I always go back to that, he pushed Aaron Rodgers into overtime, which now doesn't look like as good of a feat. He probably should have beat Aaron Rodgers. At that point, though, it was good. At that point, it was pretty damn impressive for his first time on an NFL field. So, Bailey Zappi, I know the draft capital doesn't add up because they spent the fourth-round pick and not a first-round pick. I know he's a Western Kentucky guy. He's not an Alabama guy. He looks better. So why can't Bill Belichick, because he's doing it with his actions, he pulled Mac Jones last night. He won't name Mac Jones as the starter. Why is the guy with so much cachet not just leaning all the way in on Bailey Zappi? Everything is pointing to Bill Belichick thinking it might be Bailey Zappi and not knowing what to do right now. Which to me, I can't believe that there's no plan. Bill Belichick doesn't have a plan, but he says one thing, he does another he leads one direction. He means another direction. Yeah. He's sort of lost right now. He's absolutely lost, and as he should be. But here's where I'll put things to a halt when it comes to Bailey Zappi's the guy. I'm somebody who's been a backup quarterback more so than I've been a starting quarterback in just my college career. So I know what it's like to look over somebody's shoulder or how to leapfrog somebody in the lineup and how to do so. Bailey Zappi is in the best situation you could possibly be in. It is a lot easier to come into the game as a savior when the crowd's chanting your name. You have nothing to lose. You can go out there very clear-minded knowing that there's nothing really I can do wrong. If I go out in these two drives and throw two interceptions, fine, I'm getting put back on the bench. No big deal. That's where I was. If I go out here and throw a touchdown or lead a scoring drive, hey, I might be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Like You're really clear-minded. You're confident. Your teammates trust you, right? They've thrown in a fresh body. You're getting that huddle, and every single teammate's going, hey, buddy, you got this. Bailey, you're good. We got this. We got this. So you're feeling good. And on the other end, you're Mac Jones, and you're in that huddle, and they're thinking, what's this kid about to do? So it's really two opposite things. Bailey Zappi's sitting pretty right now. And when you go talk about practices and stuff, and what we're seeing, we don't see any of that kind of stuff. I'm sure Mac Jones knows NFL defenses, knows the reads he's making. Zappi still probably has no clue what the hell's going on in the back end. I'm sure you know what you're reading, and I'm sure you know NFL defenses, but if you can't make the throws, right. you can't make the throws. But, and Mac Jones in his entire career hasn't shown he can make the throws. But, but now we're getting a glimpse of this. So Mac Jones goes out there, and he knows the offense to a point where he's trying to at least play Superman ball or fit balls in windows That's or make next-level reads. But, but, but here's the difference between that and Zappi. Like, Mac Jones is comfortable, and they've given him the green light to make these certain reads and certain throws. Zappy, now he's like, hey, I can win this, win this quarterback battle. I can win this job if I just do the simple things right, if I just make the reads that I know Bill Belichick and I know Patricia and these guys want me to make. So he's out there just dinking and dunking, doing things that get you a check mark on the grade book when it comes to grading out as a quarterback. So Zappy's in a win-win situation here. It's not that hard to look good, and now the fans are chanting his name. He's in a... He's in a uh, a win-win, and Mac Jones is in a lose-lose, so I'm not ready to go zappy at all it's, right now. Okay, but I think that that reinforces, though, what Theo and I are saying, that Bill Belichick doesn't actually have a quarterback he that he trusts. He doesn't. So it's fine. Like, Bailey Zappi could be in a more advantageous position. Mac Jones could be in a less advantageous position. It doesn't change the fact that Bill Belichick is in a clear tough situation as a last-place team with a first-round quarterback he doesn't trust mm. that he took last year. And right now, it's a disagreement about whether or not the fourth-round quarterback, former Houston Baptist turned Western Kentucky QB, is a better option than your first-round Alabama QB. That's worrisome for the Patriots. Ooh, it's got to be worrisome, but at the end of the day, for me, if 
you're Bill Belichick, man. Like, you're not a second-year coach. You're you not know like all. Robert Sala. Like, you're the sage. Yeah, like, you're supposed to be, if anybody can make this decision decisively and not sound like a, a, a toddler getting cornered in the kitchen about whether or not they took the last cookie out the cookie jar, like, why is he feeling like he's – it's looking incompetent yeah. from well, the outside looking in. That's a hypothetical, and when it happens, it happens, and I'm not going to go it, there. I'm not going to lie. That's a good answer for if you did steal a cookie out of the cookie jar. <laughs> it legit. It's a hypothetical question. It's, it's a hypothetical. <laughs> I don't know when it happened or how it happened. Maybe it's my cookie jar, so I didn't steal <laughs> anything. <laughs> we'll see and what isn't it is. weird how he has the Boston media so, like, they have to talk to him like literally as if he's a kid. Yeah. Like, hey, if Mac Jones, your quarterback, is healthy, will he start? Like, they can't. They can't right. just ask questions like normal media members. Right. And I don't. I'm not apologetic for any of those guys. The Boston media, sports media. I mean, they're as they're as yeah. arrogant as they come. But. So maybe they deserve that so kind I, of treatment, but they got to baby him through these questions only for him to give non-answers. Oh, it's like when when my girls were like two. It's like, Bill, did you pee on the couch? <laughs> yeah. Did you pee on the couch? Did you paint on the wall? Like that's what's yeah. happening right now with Boston media. It's and he's still avoiding the question. Yeah. It, well, it's a hypothetical because uh, it's not a hypothetical. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I felt like started. I had to pee, but I thought I peed all in the toilet. But maybe there was a little bit of leak on the couch. That's my two-year-old explaining it. Um, so. <laughs> so that's worrisome to Patriots fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, she, Mature two year old. yeah, yeah, yeah. She she definitely is advanced and well. We've got to get her checked for different yeah. things. Okay, um, I'm worried as a Dolphins fan that the Jets are actually good. And then I thought that, and again, I, I don't wish ill will upon Brees Hall, but I thought, here we go. Now the Jets are coming back down to earth, and then James Robinson shows up in a Jets uniform. I don't want to have to battle the Jets and that annoying fan base no, and clownish Sala. For the rest of the season. I don't like that. It worries me. But I also have worries that include basketball, like the Heat. Theo, I don't. There is no cohesiveness whatsoever on offense or defense with this Heat team. This is not good enough at all. This is, um, they, they look like about the next worst offense next to the Los Angeles Lakers this year so far. And that's saying something. Through four games, all home games, they have not been able to get it together. Kyle Lowry, inconsistent. Bam can't hit a jump shot. Bam is still refusing to be. And when he tries, when he is quote-unquote aggressive, he's missing. And then when he's passive, it's like he's he's taking away from the offense because he's not getting all of the other two-man stuff as cohesively as he used to with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero seems to be the only consistent off- option on offense. Eric Spoelstra couldn't figure out how to get Jimmy Butler back in the game last night. You lose to the Raptors and you put up 90 points at FTX like mm. – the Heat, I know it's only four games in. But this is concerning, and it's not like you don't go and play the Warriors here in a couple of nights. Yeah, and, and there's also the real concern is this was the problem that we knew last year during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The stretches where we can't get a bucket. The stretches where the offense just doesn't feel like it's clicking, where you're like praying for a tip-in or an offensive rebound or something. Now it's the next – we had a whole offseason to try and figure it out. You swing for the fences. You want to get KD. You want to get Harden. You end up losing P.J. Tucker. Now you bring back the same bunch, and where does the jolt come from? Are we hoping that Tyler Hero has this surge and becomes an all-star? Is We haven't even seen first-round pick Nikola Jovic yet. Like, it's not panic time full out for the Miami Heat, but it's not good when you see the same problems that 
plagued you during the playoffs, right. plagued you during the regular season, returned four it, games in. It looks blueprint why you lost to the Celtics oh in a seven-game series, and uh, it looks worse than what cost you that seven-game series against the Celtics. So, for me, there's just a lot of worry. It's all pent up. It has driven my blood pressure literally high. I did not make up that story. I went in and got checked 141 over 90, and I think, as pathetic as it may seem, it might be. My high blood pressure might be, in part, sports-related because, damn it, the Jets won't go away. And, damn it, the Heat look terrible. Patriots fans, you don't have a quarterback for the first time in forever. Your great coach, your wise wizard, has no idea who the quarterback is on that football team. Or how to handle it. Or how to handle it. Or how to act like an adult and try and explain <laughs> it. I want you, I, I've, I've made myself vulnerable. I've put myself out there this afternoon. I want you to do the same. I'm here for you. I'm a friend. I am a sports bosom. Come here and let me stroke your head, okay? And let me let me let the, Stone's like which one the 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 the, the top part the top part I of can't the wait body. to pound yeah. those guys. <laughs> come here and let me comfort you. Give us your sports worries. We'll try and talk you through them. We're not going to laugh at you. We're not going to judge. What is your sports worry? It could be anything wide ranging at this point because this is a wild time of year with the World Series coming up, with Aaron Judge going into free agency, with the Heat terrible, mm. with the Dolphins. Uh, can they overcome the injuries? What is your biggest sports worry right now? 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. What is your most pressing sports worry right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media at KLV1063. Stone, you're a man with not many worries. You don't let too many things get to you. What's weighing on you? I want to help you too. Because I just don't want to take for granted that you're bubbly and smiling all the time. Yeah. I want to make sure that you're okay. Mentally, where are your worries at? For me, I think if I had to dumb it down to one singular worry, it's Tyler Van Dyke's draft stock. Honestly, I feel bad for the man. I mm. just feel so bad for the man. But as I go back through social media and I check his pages and stuff and see all the NIL deals, it's like <laughs> we all know where it went wrong. Now he's injured. We have no word on his injury. Where the hell is this guy going to get drafted? The TVD conundrum is a tricky one because he was, no doubt, get through this season, put up his numbers, get drafted in the first round, and life is good for Tyler Van Dyke. But now, apparently, the Canes are in a rebuild, a rebuild that nobody mentioned was happening in the offseason when Mario Cristobal can't stop talking about returning to South Florida and his beloved Cafacito. Mm. Can't stop talking about that feel-good story. And now... They're bad, and they're getting blasted by Middle Tennessee State and getting blasted by Duke, and now it's a rebuild. And Mario's talking about culture. And Mario's saying, oh, got to be patient. And Canes fans are saying, oh, we need new media because this media is being mean to Mario Cristobal. And Mario Cristobal's blaming the media for any upcoming recruiting deficiencies. It's all gone south. And Tyler Van Dyke, has he struggled? Sure. But. Is that more a product of him feeling himself or not being the guy or more a product of Josh Gaddis and his vanilla ice cream cone offense? 
Sure, and, and Gaddis hasn't held anything back. He's voiced his opinion. He said, hey, if you don't like what I'm doing or you don't want to be here, then get the hell out of my position. Like, get off, get out of my offense. I don't want you here. So he's voiced that. When you go to this wide receiver room, you know, then you ask yourself, as far as being an NFL scout, how much stock are they putting into this? The fact that Colby Young, a guy that none of us knew at the beginning of the season, a guy from God knows where junior college in Kansas, is coming in. He's leading the team in receptions and receiving yards. Will Mallory hasn't been the guy we thought we've completely... Now he's hurt. Now he's hurt. Tyler Van Dyke's hurt. We've completely gone away from the run. And then now it was just Tyler Van Dyke in empty sets trying to make something happen. You get blown out by 20-plus by Duke. This team has no direction, no identity. There's no toughness on defense. They're terrible on third downs. But hey, everybody stop being so mean to Coach Mario. Stop being so mean to Coach Mario, okay? It, He's doing his best. And we're, and, we're oh. leaning, and we're leaning on the fact that these are still Manny's guys, and he hasn't had a chance to cycle through a few recruiting oh, classes. But Mario's already, but this is what bothers me most about Mario Cristobal. And again, I think he's a great coach, and the results speak for themselves at Oregon. The results speak for themselves at FIU, okay? But once you start blaming the media, once you start Oh, well, we came in here and there were a lot of deficiencies. Putting it on Manny Diaz, he's playing into all of that. He didn't want to talk about that in the offseason when he thought he had some dudes. Now when things have gone south, it's easy to start using the cop-outs. I thought Mario Cristobal was better than that. But you can see now that he's feeling the pressure. He's starting to starting to go into the – and he knows the disappointment is there. He's starting to go into the, oh, yeah, well, you know, we inherited a lot of deficiencies. And, well, you know, it's a rebuild. Ah, uh, the media, you guys have been trying to tear down my recruiting. What are you doing, dude? You're better than that. Come on, Mario. You're better than that. The ultimate red flag for me to the point of almost giving up, and I won't give up. I think there's some talent on the team, and I'm willing sure, to root for them there's for no years doubt. to come. There's no doubt. No, and I'm not, I'm not bailing. I'm not throwing up a white flag on the Canes. Right. What I am saying is I've been thoroughly unimpressed, especially the last couple of days, in the behavior of Mario Cristobal, right. who I thought was better than stooping to this. Anytime you're going to use the media as a cop-out, and let's be honest, Miami Herald, Sun Sentinel, Palm Beach Post, you're talking about, and they do a great job. There are very good journalists that cover the Canes, but compared to an Oklahoma, compared to a USC, mm. they are kid gloves with that Miami Hurricanes program. If you think that the South Florida media entities are mean and unfair to Miami Hurricanes coaches, especially the beloved Mario Cristobal, you don't know college football, and you can tell me about your swagger all you want and the you and the high expectations, but it's clear that you support you, you don't know anything. If you think that the Miami Herald is mean to Mario Cristobal, that local media doesn't cover the canes with pillows, you don't know ball, and you shouldn't be talking about swag or legacies yeah. or anything when it comes to college football. It just Bet. it just goes Ooh. to show that we've never been here before. Like we don't know how to act. They always talk about be where your feet are. We've never been in a position like this, ranked inside the top ten in God knows how long. But here's my ultimate red flag with them. I talked to you guys and I and I went to bat for Mario and him being so militaristic, right? Yelling at guys on the sideline and stuff, right? I, and I, and I, because meatball sports uh, football fans love that. Oh hell yeah! Of course, he yelled at the kid. But then, oh, I'm tingly. But then this, you got guys like James Williams and popular players on this team going after media guys on Twitter, going after fans on Twitter. Now I would have not in a million years thought anybody 
under Mario Cristobal would have opened up that Twitter app and started going after media or going after clown fans. Like when I see that, I'm like, whoa. Dare that, I say he's lost control? Like, that, dare wait, I say? So you you mean coaches? You mean players are going back players. to fans? It was a, a handful of players that were going after yeah, you fans shut that and media. Down. The fact that it's not shut down or that's already not something that he's implemented in these guys, that's scary to me because that doesn't add up. So I'm worried about how the Jets aren't going away. God, I can't stand that fan base, and <laughs> it is driving me insane. Theo, he's worried about the heat. It doesn't look good. And, yes, it's only four games, but it doesn't look good. And when you're putting up 90 at home against the Raptors mm. on the second night of a home and home with Toronto, that's a problem. Stone's worried about the Canes right now. Pretty much top to bottom. Are they even going to make a bowl game? What is your sports worry? What is your sports worry? What has your blood pressure up? What has you consumed? What has you distracted? It might make you feel better if you put it out there. I'm already starting to feel more relaxed. Got some coffee in me. I'm around some friends. I was able to talk about how bothered I am that the Jets are still a thing. It feels good. Join us, won't you? What's your biggest pressing sports worry right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. He's Theodore Dorsey at WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, what do you guys think Kanye's worried about right now? Every What's Kanye's biggest worry? Uh, his, his safety, his, his life. His sanity needs to be his biggest worry. Yeah, and, and yes, and for the people around him yeah, as well. Yeah, because he's just off the rails, man. That, that He needs to sit inside, get some help. Get some help and come back. Why, why, I'm trying to think, what has kept people, whether it's Kanye's anti-black comments, whether it's Kanye's anti-Semitic comments, what has kept people, influences in his life from actually getting him help? Are they scared of him? Is he just that stubborn that he refuses to do it? Or does he have so many yes people around them, around him, that nobody's willing to actually take him to task because he's a meal ticket for him. Like what? It's, what it's, is? How has it got to this point? There's with one Kanye? person. There's one person that could have got him right, and it's Don West. You know? Yeah. Like that was one his one shining light, and you saw it in in the um I was gonna say. in the genius doc. Like she had anything she said, Kanye. I'm sure would have been more in check to. So once once she passed, he was a done deal. Like there is no, there's nobody who is going just, to be able to influence him like she did. Who he he can't be managed, man. And then also, I mean, he is he does have mental health issues, and he can't be managed. And he so refuses to manage them, and that's a yeah, big part of it. But yeah. at some point, someone needed to step in. Someone who really cares for him, and maybe he doesn't have Who's anybody left? that truly cares yeah. for him. That said, shut it down. You're going to a facility. This is a done deal. 
enough already. But the problem is he doesn't think he has a mental problem. And Which is the biggest sign of his it. mental he problem. He said it. He said he has bipolar disorder. at least disorder. the comments that he's making, you talked about the anti-Semitic, you talked about the anti-racism like racism things. or The, the, anti- the anti-black like, sentiment yeah. that he, came before the anti-Semitism, just to be clear. Yeah, he, right, like those things, he doesn't think he's wrong. He thinks he has clear, profound points that he's making. The answers you're looking for are in that genius doc. Like he's too fast. Too extreme for anybody to step in. No. If he steps in front of them, Kanye will jump over them and run but past them. this is them. where, you using the word genius, this is where we started getting into trouble with Kanye. <laughs> it is. Because he has spent a good portion of his adult life now yeah. being told he's a genius. Yeah. He has a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers syndrome where he thinks he's an intellectual. When he's not, he hears something he has a pension for conspiracy theories, and then he thinks he's preaching. And he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And he has a massive platform then to expand on these views that he believes he knows more and of greater depth than anybody else. And he's reinforced by being called a genius, and he has a documentary made about him, and everybody is sitting there salivating over his next album. By the way, he hasn't had a good album in a decade. Don't shoot the messenger. Tough. Okay. Tough there. And his easy line, pretty much all ugly. I'm just going to say that too. It's not but, the greatest. But he's Some a genius. Like it. But he's a genius. He's a musical genius. But what he's I will a phony. Say is that he's, he's a musical a, genius. But he's an intellectual phony. Yeah, yeah. Just like Aaron Rodgers is an intellectual phony. Kyrie Irving would like a. Kyrie Irving a is an intellectual apple. phony. Yeah. Just because you read books doesn't mean you know a damn thing about anything. But Kanye didn't know when to stop, and nobody was willing to stop Kanye. Yeah. Because it's too cool to be around Kanye. I think people are willing to stop him. I don't think he's stoppable. You I know? think he's stoppable. I think he's. I don't think I don't anybody's think... willing to. Nobody who is making money off of Kanye and making money off of Kanye's platform and making money off of Kanye's music and making money is... off of Kanye's content was really truly willing. It's a failure in a multitude he, of ways. He prides himself on being unmanageable. He prides himself on being unstoppable and stubborn. And he's maybe one of the most stubborn. I mean, not people that we know, but celebrities out there in the in the sphere. Like he he hopped on, you know, even when it was right minded, at least by some people, he speaks his mind at every stage in a superstar. Like this is not new. It's just now he's out of his mind. Well, he, he just needs to figure that part. But out. here's the problem about Kanye, though, too, is that the man loves to make money and yeah, the man yeah. thinks that he is a money-making machine, and he can do it while being influential, which once he got caught up in the grift, the same grift that Jason Whitlock got caught up in, Mm. the same grift that Clay Travis got caught in, the same grift that Tucker Carlson got caught up in, he realized, wait, I can go on television, and I can say all of these insane things, and Tucker Carlson's going to have me on his show? Give you a whole two hours. this is awesome. Candace Owens is going to pal by me and give me access to Tucker Carlson. Didn't she sell him a whole media platform or something Mm -hmm. like that? The grift is easy. That grift, that grift is easy. And Kanye started looking at that as easy money. And guess what? Now he doesn't have a management team. Now he doesn't have an Adidas deal. Now he doesn't have an album coming out. Now he doesn't have a stadium tour any longer. Self-imposed too, like oh, this is all on him. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's yeah. a failure on a multitude of levels because nobody, nobody was willing to step in to actually do something forceful or not for Kanye. But people, tr- I do want to say, like you keep saying, willing. 
People try. Every time people text or call Kanye, what does he do? He screenshots all the texts and posts them on social media. I'm sure the calls don't go very productive. But that's like half-hearted stuff. Yeah, what do you put? They invite him over. They say I'm going to put, like, Kanye is, you're underestimating how stubborn and uncontrollable this guy is who has built up so much influence as well as he's self-sustainable. So it's not like you can step in and he you're somebody he needs. He doesn't need to listen to you. He'll just ridicule you publicly. Or or go out and say something outlandish about you like he continues to do to people. It's just it's weird now. It's here's over. here's my hope when it comes to Kanye. Just because you like his music doesn't mean that you need to think that the guy is some sort of genius. He's a musical great genius. great musician, great musician, great ear for what is outstanding, outstanding transcendent music. Yeah. Other than that, I'm sorry, he's a waste. And what I all if you're mad about the anti anti Semitism of Kanye West, I also want you to be angry about the anti black rhetoric yeah. that Kanye West put out there because it's all discussed it was sick all of it all of it and if you can't recognize that he now is simply just trying to go easy way out and capitalize on the easiest media grift to get into and that's the Fox route then I can't help you like that Heisman winning running back that's running for Congress in Georgia yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. speaking of mental yeah. problems are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What are your biggest sports worries right now? What are your biggest sports worries? What's your biggest sports worry? It can be anything. In fact, we go to social media at KLV1063. Ben tweets in, can the Dolphins overcome their injuries followed closely by England? Can they repeat their Euro excellence at the World Cup? I have similar U.S. men's national team soccer concerns with the World Cup. Coming up, I'm telling you, I have a lot of worries. A lot of things are worrying me when it comes to sports. Do you have soccer concerns, Stone? I, I, I do a little bit because I think for people who don't pay enough attention to this, they think that we're always good, right? That's the notion. But little do they know that there are some internal problems with that men's national team right now. That if you are paying a little bit of attention, like me, you do realize they're there. But if you're not, like I even was speaking to a teammate in the kitchen who was pumped. He's like, I can't wait to bet on this our, our men's team. Like, I can't wait. They're going to make me a lot of money. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, boy. How, how hip are you on our team? He's like, what do you mean? Have like, they watched the last month and a half of U.S. men's national team? And they haven't. I said, have you been watching any of this stuff? Are you up to beat? And he said, no, but I figure we're going to get out of our group. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a problem right there. Like, you got to start paying attention because this team's got a lot of problems. Yeah. In- please, including- please save that person from themselves, unlike people helped Kanye save him from himself. <laughs> right. And I'm somebody who pays a little bit of attention, and I still understand when it comes to some of the best players, like a Christian Pulisic and stuff. Like there are major problems going on right now. And Christian Pulisic is like the fifth best player on the U.S. men's <laughs> national team. And the U.S. men's national team has a ton of talent in the midfield, and the midfield still sucks. And it all goes to the top with Greg Berhalter. There is my rant. They need on to US go out soccer. there and get Ronald Dino. I mean, I was looking at he some can't YouTube highlights play for us. He's also in his fifties. <laughs> He's Brazilian He's and not. in his fifties. He, although he has a really good Instagram follow. I heard some good things about this Pele fella too. Y'all oh. guys want to? He's, uh-huh. yeah. He's still kicking. He's still kicking. Pretty transcendent. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's a pretty good. Pretty good player. 
What is your most pressing sports worry right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe's on Ken Levick Alive. Hello, Joe. How's everybody doing today? Good, buddy. Salud. Doing all right. Good deal. First, before I get to my biggest worry, get to the big one. First of all, hey, hey Theo, what's up? What up, Joe? Make sure you check out Luca tonight on TNT. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was coming, man. Woo! My whole life I've been feuding with people from Dallas, so this is nothing new, Joe. Watch out. He's averaging like 34 points a game his first two, so we'll see. We'll see. He looks fantastic. Huge sample I'm sure size. he's going to get like 10 points tonight, now that I say that. But anyways. My biggest worry, and I thank you for letting me talk about this because I haven't really been worried about it, and it makes me feel good to express it, is the NFC East with the Giants and the Eagles. First, they've won games that they shouldn't have. Now their schedule gets easier, and they look really good. I'm, I mean, I'm worried about the Giants now, and I wasn't at the beginning of the season. You know, Ernesto should have maybe taken me up on that bet, but he didn't, and I'm not I'm – not, we still have a lot of games to go. I think it might come down to uh, we got the Giants at home on Thanksgiving – and then we got Christmas Eve at home against the Eagles. I don't ever remember a year where we've had Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve with two of the monster games that we had this year. So I am looking forward to that. But I am worried about the NFC East, it's especially all, the Giants and the Eagles. It's a lot better than anybody thought it would be and appreciate the call, Joe. That's what's uh, – for, for Cowboys fans, you would think that you're going into the season thinking, hey, the only legitimate contender mm. is the Eagles. Yeah. And now the Giants are really good. And uh, Stone, I can feel he's latching himself to Taylor Heineke now. He's going from one commander's quarterback to another. Like Taylor Heineke, I think, has all the earmarks of a Stone Labanowitz love affair. Oh, yeah. You're damn right he does. (laughs) He stood in that pocket on some of these third downs last Sunday and made some big-time throws against the boat, Aaron Rodgers. I would never... Okay, why the boat? I have to know. The best of all time. Okay. Aaron, I mean, Tom I Brady, was wondering where you were going with I, that. All right. no, I, mean, I, knew, I just wanted him to get it off. You could tell he said it because yeah. he wanted, <laughs> oh, a follow-up I wanted to question. explain it. Yeah. To be completely honest, I thought you guys both knew what boat meant, to be completely honest with so you. So now, you, now you're being condescending. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what's happening so, now. So what was that? Okay, that was interesting. Thanks, Stone. Uh, Taylor Heineke, for one, I'll never say a bad word about him because he went to Old Dominion University. I went to Hampton University, and I watched him torch teams for the Monarchs um, year after year in Conference USA at the time and then the few times they played Hampton. So I will never say a bad word. Uh, But he's right. The NFC East is a little spooky right now. And I just looked at the Giants' slate, and the Giants have the Seahawks at Seattle, which is probably a loss now because Geno Smith is good, but it's still not like a good team. Are the Seahawks good? Are we gonna are we going um, that far right now? They're NFC West good, which is different from being good. <laughs> it's it's kind of confusing. I don't I don't know what to do when I see the Seahawks on people's schedule anymore. And the like, Seahawks are favored in that game by a field goal, right? Because they're at home mm-hmm. too. So Seahawks at home is a tough one. But after that, they host the Texans, host the Lions. And then there's the Thanksgiving game at Dallas. Let so, me ask you, who has the, the, the best staying power late in the year to be a playoff contender, the Giants or the Seahawks? Oh, man. Because the Seahawks, I would argue, that offense is more sustainable than what the it Giants is. are doing right now. But also, Geno Smith. Yeah, and the Giants are closing out games in the fourth quarter. They've won every single one of their six right. by at least one possession like, or not having a lead in the fourth, so they know how to close games. Know, Geno man. Smith, can you rely on him to be putting up MVP-type numbers in Week 15? It sure looks like it right now. I just don't – but it's but well, that's what I'm saying, though. That's like eight weeks away. 
He's never put together a full season, really even half a season in his NFL career. He's spinning that thing right now. All right, so you're saying if today we had to decide to put money on Mm -hmm. one of the two teams to make the playoffs. Yeah, the Giants or Seahawks, who is more capable of being consistent enough through 18 weeks of football to go to the postseason? do do this to me, man. This is tough. Because I think we would agree that I think, and I know you don't like Jimmy G as much as I think, and Stone thinks he's solid, but the 49ers (laughs) are – the best team yeah, they in be that the division. They should be the favorite. I mean, they have one of the best backs in yeah. the league now. And Chris I still McCaffrey. think they're better than the Seahawks. Yeah, so my they're vote better. would go to the parity in the division being the NFC East. Like, I think there can be enough shakeup. Any one of those four teams can beat each other when I think Arizona no. and San Francisco are eventually going to climb themselves to the top. Arizona? You just put or, them... Or just, I mean, it's I just, think that the Seahawks are better than the Cardinals. Yeah, I would agree with that. But again, you, right it, it, it feels Ooh. like the Seahawks are on, they're on such a glorious run that there's no way that it can continue like this because <laughs> it's Geno Smith and that Seahawks defense is not, it's good. not good. It's not I good. Think you just How hate, are they doing this? I just think you hate to see Pete Carroll happy. No, Bro- I'm fine with Pete Carroll. I'm fine with Pete Carroll. I have no problems with Pete Carroll. I think it's funny that Russell Wilson was like, I need to change the scenery. Now Russell Wilson throws for 90 yards a game. I never thought you had a problem with Pete Carroll until you just had that that run right there where you said it two times. Are you convincing yourself? No, 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 because on the home team, Josh Cohen despises Pete Carroll. And I think it's from... Uh, betting a Super Bowl. I think it's from betting that Super Bowl, mm. putting money on the Seahawks, yeah, and that then the decision for Russell Wilson to throw. Sense, yeah. So I definitely have heard Josh talk a lot about how he hates Pete Carroll. Yeah. I don't hate Pete Carroll, and I have guy. no problem with him. I have no problem with him. I don't like that he left my friend Lane Kiffin out to dry when Lane Kiffin took the USC job, but that's a whole different discussion okay. for a different day. There it is. See how I said my friend Lane Kiffin? I wonder, <laughs> yeah, if Lane, yeah, yeah. wonder if Lane would say the same thing. <laughs> of course. Uh, Bobby is in Boca, and Bobby's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Bobby. What's up, guys? How you doing today? Good, buddy. Ah, boy. Hey, you know what? I'm not, not necessarily a Kane fan. But I played college football. And I bounced around the NFL a little bit, and I'm, my son's now now at my alma mater, Temple University in Philly, playing. He's a backup slot receiver, and you know what he said to me about about the problem? What the problem is, the culture is right. He's right when he says about the Miami about the culture of not being there. If you don't have a bunch of dogs out there, you know what, man? You get your ass kicked, and when the going gets tough, man. You need dogs out there that are going to suck it up and not be an individual. These kids, you don't recruit the right kids. You're going to get a bunch of individuals that don't really care when the going gets tough, man. Yeah. And you need dogs out there. I'm telling you the truth. But here's my, and and Bobby, you're right. You're right about that. And that Mario Cristobal would absolutely agree with you. But my argument would be you don't need dogs to keep Middle Tennessee State from putting up a half-century mark on you. And you don't need dogs to keep Duke from blowing you out and putting 45 points on you. Like that's that's my point is that it should not be this bad. I'd be okay and appreciate the call. I'd be okay with the Canes being mediocre. You don't need though. You don't need dogs to beat Duke at home on homecoming, or to not get forty-five dropped on you. You don't need dogs to beat Middle Tennessee State. MTSU hasn't done a damn thing since they came down and throttled Miami yeah. at Hard Rock Stadium. You just need scheming. And game plan. And the Canes haven't even had that. <laughs> and you have the better roster already than these teams. And now that's where people are going wrong. They're acting like this roster couldn't have beaten Texas A&M or couldn't have blown 
Duke out yeah. or blown Middle Tennessee State out or blown North Carolina out. Like the roster's there. These guys, there's dogs all over the place. Yeah, they just can't. They just can't score any points. I think that it's equal parts not having dogs, but also coaching staff stubbornness and inability to scheme victorious game plans <laughs> yeah. against lesser competition. Okay, it's no longer. Oh, that was just a bad game. No, this is now a bad season. This is extended. This is now um, a personality trait of the Canes. And when you have your head coach, your big-time money head coach, where you flew to Oregon to go get him, to poach him, and bring him back home and restore the greatness of the U, and he, after eight games, is already saying that the media is the local media, the local media that would love to sit Mario down, take off his socks, and give him a pedicure. Put the spacers between his toes and paint his nails and say, are you comfortable, Coach Cristobal? Coach, can we give you a massage? How about a hot towel? They'd love to do that for me. He's going to sit there and ask the gall, the audacity, to say the media is trying to hurt his recruiting? That's panic, folks. That's the big P. That's panic time. That's, that's it, as simple as that. It, it's it's a little bit panic. It's also this is the first time I feel like he's been in this situation where I mean Miami still is a much bigger media market than Eugene. He Oregon. has never dealt with this type of scrutiny before. Yeah, and and for it to happen and come so fast, and then also it be a situation where I feel like he is kind of like looking around. Where is the life raft to save at least the appearance of what this season is? So. Like you said, I didn't expect him to be fingers pointing out guy. He's doing a little bit of that right now. The only hope is can he salvage what's left of this season, get him bowl eligible, and, and retain the recruiting class. What's, I don't care who he blames. What's your sports worry, your most pressing sports worry? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. Also, Ask Steve's comes up in just a couple of minutes with Good Karma Brands president Steve Politziner. Bringing some brains to the conversation. East Theodore, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.